Hey everybody, Jumbled Sunshine here. It is again Strategy Saturday. It has been one week since I recorded my last podcast, but I have a really, really good excuse for not doing this daily. Um, It's because, remember in the last one, I said that ideally I would do it daily, but I was getting ready to leave on a vacation and that we would see how it went. Well, I had all these really great intentions and actually took my headset and my... uh, my little microphone uh, with me thinking, oh, I can do it while I'm on the road on this vacation. And I could have, but it's, you know, if any of you have been on a road trip, it's sort of noisy in the car (laughs) is part of it. And then um, I seriously had like no internet service for most of this trip. It was crazy. It was just like impossible to even think about podcasting. Um, I did, however, post something, I believe every single day while I was on the trip onto my social media. So I did still keep up with uh, the most important thing, which is just getting information out there to you guys based on the themes of each day. And um, there were some really cool, I posted tons of pictures and stuff on my personal, um, my personal Instagram and Facebook. But uh, for the Jumbled Sunshine listeners, I am going to post some photos of this trip that I was on. And um, for today's podcast, I thought I would do a little bit of some highlights of where we went and uh, just some really cool things that I would recommend that if you are ever in the Montana and Wyoming areas, that you consider checking out um, because it was an amazing trip. It was only six days, so we went really, really quickly. But my daughter had lived up there for about a year and a half, and we went on a little road trip with her to visit some of the friends that she had made while she was up there and just to see places where, um, you know, she had enjoyed going. And anyway, it was just, ugh. What a beautiful country up there. I have been through Wyoming along I-80 on my way out back and forth um, from the Midwest to Utah when I was going to school. Um, I would drive back and forth on that and also going back to visit family uh, in Illinois and Ohio. But it really is not representative of that beautiful state of Wyoming. Um, Just traveling along I-80, it's like, ah, there's nothing in Wyoming. (laughs) I mean, there's really beautiful, like, outcroppings and stuff along the way, but it pretty much, you you just don't see very much. But what we did is we went up to uh, Evanston the first night, last Saturday night, and um, we stayed there, and... uh, Then we drove across a little bit on I-80, and then we cut up, um, I'm trying to kind of, let's see, at Rock Springs, we cut up and went through, um, oh, what's the name, Thermopolis, we went through Thermopolis, and then our, our destination was Warland, Wyoming was the first place we were visiting. So um, just a couple of things about that. I was trying to look at what the road was, but because I've got my map here in front of me. But um, yeah, we went up on 28 past um, Lander, Hudson, 
Riverton, and then, yeah, up through Thermopolis, and then Warland. And I want to tell you about Thermopolis, because we basically just drove through, but they have, like, these hot springs there and it says it's really funny because there's like these letters on the mountain that say like world's biggest hot springs or something like that with an arrow <laughs> and it's like they like wrote on the mountain with with rocks you know um kind of cool but uh that we put that on our wish list to go back there and see the hot springs there because it was definitely something that looked like it would be fun. I will put a picture of that mountain. World's largest mineral hot spring is what it says. And then there's like two arrows just like pointing down. And as you drove by, you could see the the steam rising off of the different uh, water and stuff there. The other thing that was kind of cool as we started getting into Wyoming and off the beaten path of I-80 was that there was wildlife everywhere. Um, we stopped and there were these... Um, deer just like standing there randomly as a matter of fact not just deer I can't even I'm not very good with animals so I um can't tell you exactly what all animals we saw but I will put a picture of that as well um we saw we're just like whoa look at these animals just like randomly at the side of the road like in somebody's yard like wildlife just wandering around and I was like oh we gotta take a picture and my daughter's like oh they'll know we're tourists because they see it all the time but um they are, um, you know, they're just everywhere. And she's like, oh, they, and I was like, oh, don't drive too close. We'll scare them away. And she's like, oh, they won't, they won't run away because they're just used to being around people. So kind of interesting, um, to just see how wildlife and people kind of work together up there in Wyoming. Anyway, so our first big stop there was Warland, Wyoming, cute little town, um, nicest people you'd ever meet, um, everywhere like as we were up there at these in these little places I mean you'd stop some more at the side of the road and people would be like oh do you want me to take a picture for you or they'd be like hey howdy folks how you doing you know everybody was just so friendly it was just really cool um, a couple highlights from Warland were um, the taco barn which is a little stop with um, tacos and burritos and it was really yummy there and um, there was also this woolly mammoth like outside this museum and unfortunately the museum was closed but we got some fun pictures in front of this woolly mammoth um it's this huge statue I mean standing next to it you don't even come to the top of the legs you know because it's I guess probably supposed to be true to life um that was super cool I definitely would like to go back and go through that museum and then we went through a cool little place called Amish Origins, which we got a little tour of their factory, but they make like pain creams um, and lip balm and just all sorts of um, little products using, you know, the fresh herbs and, um, and, you know, all natural handmade. I mean, they're literally hand making and in some cases hand filling these containers and you can order from them I'll put a link in the show notes um, I was super impressed with them their lip balm oh my gosh so you go to put it on and it's like menthol it doesn't I don't know that it has menthol in it but it like has that tingly feeling and at first you're like whoa this is gonna be too strong but it only takes like a minute and you're like wow that really like soothed my lips and so I thought it was great because I've been dealing with dry lips lately so that was super awesome um, but then we went from Warland, we went, uh, to a little place called 10 Sleep, and 
Yes, it's called Ten Sleep. And it has kind of a fun little story that I wanted to tell you. But it is, um, let me pull up my photo here, because I took a picture of the sign. They had the story of the, and I, I will put the plate, these places, like the museum and stuff, I'll put what they're actually called in the show notes. Okay, how Ten Sleep got its name. There was a large Indian camp on the Platte River near the present site of Casper, Wyoming, that was known to the early trappers as the Old Sioux Camp. To the north, near the present site of Bridger, Montana, on the Clark's Fork River, was another large and well-known Indian camp. These were the crossroads of the nations, and the trails led in all directions. Halfway between all of these camps was ten sleeps. The Indians measured distance by the number of sleeps, or the nights, that you it would take to get from one place to another. Um... It was 10 sleeps from here to each of the main winter camps. So they've got kind of a cool little symbol that is the Indian writing for 10 sleep. And so it's got like, looks like two hands holding up, you know, 10 fingers and then a little teepee for 10 sleeps. And so that's how the town got its name, which the guy at the, um, we stopped at like a little gas station and stuff. And he was like, yeah, basically, ten sleeps means we're ten sleeps from everywhere, which basically means we're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and it's so true. Um, but, oh, beautiful, beautiful area. We went through a canyon there, which I actually uploaded to um, my uh, YouTube channel. And I believe I posted that on Facebook as well. We had no service along the way. We had to... It's like you'd stop at the gas station and you'd be like, oh, oh, they have Wi-Fi here. You know, and we'd stand there for a minute, all kind of connecting with the world. And then we'd drive away from the connection again. It was actually really nice in some ways to not have connections because we weren't getting like, my husband wasn't getting constant phone calls about work stuff. And, and I wasn't getting as distracted by like checking my social media accounts or whatever. Um, and so it was kind of neat. It was just, it was just like, a little bit like going back in time and just being in this beautiful, beautiful area. Um, let's see. So we went through this beautiful canyon, through the Bighorn Mountains, and down over into a little town, um, which I can't think of the name, but then we went through there to Sheridan. And um, in Sheridan, we stopped for a little bit because my daughter had, uh, that had been one of the places she had lived, and we actually went to this the library there which I don't even remember why we stopped at the library but probably because we wanted wi-fi <laughs> but we stopped at the library we went in they had these awesome displays of like little itty bitty kind of like what you see at night of the museum you know how they have like the thing where the Indians and the cowboys are like in this battle situation and everything and um they've got you know, the little people in the display. It was like that. There were these little tiny people. And when my daughter was there, she had been there when um, the man and his wife who made this display had been putting it up. And they had been like making it back at their home and then coming in and setting things up in this library. And oh, it's beautiful. I got a few pictures of that also, which I will share. Um, but they just had this whole room about the history of Wyoming. And I mean, I could have spent like the whole day just looking through things and and enjoying um, just learning a little bit about the state we were in. Um, let's see. From there, we went to Ranchester where we stayed the night. 
and um, also met a family that had a connection to our hometown, which was really, really fun. It was like, we know your parents, you know, and that was fun. And uh, I just have to tell you, as we went through these different places, like everybody has dogs in Wyoming and Montana. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, not just like some of them have little yappy dogs and then some of them have these giant dogs. They have these giant dogs that are like in their houses and they're friendly and it's fine. But I'll tell you, I don't think it was like my daughter said, she's like, no dog can scare me. You know, you just kind of get used to these dogs. Everybody has their big dogs and it's just kind of interesting. It was uh, different than I was used to here where I live. We do, people have animals, but a lot of them are outdoor animals. They use them for like helping with their cattle and whatever. But yeah, people just had big dogs everywhere. So that was kind of interesting, but fun. All right. After that, we went into Montana and, um, I, let's see, in Billings, okay, one of the big things in Montana is huckleberries. And if you haven't heard of huckleberries before, it's because they've never been able to find a way to commercially grow them and have it be successful. And so the only way you can get huckleberries is basically to know a place where you can go pick them in the wild. And so people literally like hide their if they find a good place to pick huckleberries, like, no, they don't tell people. It's like secret, <laughs> you know. And so huckleberries is kind of a big uh, thing there as far as you stop places and you'll see huckleberry this and huckleberry that. And it's kind of like very unique because it's the only place you can get it. So we um, were able to try these huckleberry ice cream sandwiches. And oh my goodness, I think they're like the best ice cream sandwiches I've ever had in my life. And I am partial to ice cream sandwiches, but literally the ice cream in the middle was like this huckleberry ice cream. Oh, so good. Um, speaking of huckleberries, later on in our trip, we stopped at a little place and got some huckleberry cinnamon rolls. And it was literally like we're driving past this place and I it says, um, huckleberry cinnamon rolls are here. And I'm just like, we need to pull over there. And my husband's thinking like, no, we don't. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we do. So like we pull off and drive around and go back so that we can stop in this little place and pay $5 a piece for these huckleberry cinnamon rolls. But you know, it's the only place you can get them, right? That was actually in Darby, Montana, um, on our way out of Montana, but thought I'd mention that right there. Okay. So, uh, let's see from there, we went to, uh, Shepherd, Montana, where we visited with a bunch of great people and um, had a really great time there. Um, also, let's see, Warden was another place. These are all close to Billings. Um, we were mostly just visiting people, so we didn't see any cool sites that I would want to share on those. We did stay with a lady who had um, like a little mini farm and she had the little sheep that... Um, my daughter got to bottle feed and that was really fun. And, um, anyway, then on our way out of there, let's see, oh, Florence was another place that we went and met with some amazing people. And I mean, you just would not believe the property, the places these people live. I mean, if any of you are from Montana, you know what I'm talking about, but you literally, literally, I'm using literally a lot, aren't I? But literally you drive into the person's driveway and you're like, wait, people live here? I mean, it looks like where you would vacation, you know, it looks like a place you would like go to get away and be camping. And, you know, there's these tall trees and beautiful mountains. And, um, the one family, they, they had elk, like a, a whole herd of elk, I guess like 150 elk that come down out of the mountain and just like kind of graze near their house, you know, and we got to see about 30 of them. 
and um, just some of the most beautiful country you've ever seen in your life um, in Montana. Um, let's see. Uh, and then the last thing, I guess, as we left uh, Darby, which is where we stopped and got those yummy huckleberry cinnamon rolls, um, we went through Bitterroot Canyon. Um, I don't know if it's called Bitterroot Canyon, but a canyon in the Bitterroot area. And wow, it was gorgeous. Again, I did a video of that. And we drove through there and um, then headed home through Idaho to stay with some family and then back home to our home. So it was an amazing trip. We met amazing people, got to see some really cool sites, beautiful, beautiful country. I will share um, some links and uh, photos in the show notes and in my on my blog, uh, www.jumbledsunshine.com with suggestions of places I would recommend you visit. We also had our little wish list of like, okay, we got to come back up here and do these other things. Um, we definitely would like to go back. It was a beautiful trip, even though it was really quick. It was very memorable. Um, singing in the car while we're driving and, you know, just listening to music and uh, just being together as a family. And so this isn't really a strategy Saturday post. It's more of a uh, suggested places to travel. And I just would you know, recommend, you know, this area, really, we only had to drive like seven hours from our house to get to, well, two hours to get up to Evanston, and then another five to get up there into the Warland area. And then from there, we drove a few hours between different places. When we went over to Billings, it was a longer drive again, like about six hours. But um, as we went from place to place, I mean, we really weren't that far from home. And, uh, we did have some friends in the area, so we were able to minimize our costs by staying um, with some people that were just amazing at, and wonderful that they were good hosts. And we did stay in a couple of hotels that I will also list um, some recommendations and reviews about. But I would just encourage you to plan a road trip and do something fun. I mean, you don't have to go that far from home. You can go a couple hours away. You know how it just seems like sometimes we end up saying like, oh, let's go on this big vacation and now we'll do these amazing things. But have you ever talked to somebody that lives near a tourist site that you've gone to see and they're like, oh yeah, I've actually never been there myself. It's like they live right next to, you know, the Statue of Liberty, but they've never been to it you know, or whatever. And it's the same way for me. Like, I haven't been to some of the places that people come all the way to Utah just to go to and I haven't visited them because sometimes I guess we think of a vacation that we have to go far but there are so many interesting places um, little museums like I talked about even just that library um, there's so many places that you can go and not really go that far from home I would encourage you to go on a little road trip even a day trip take your family get in the car have some fun you know, you don't even have to save up a lot of money if you do a day trip. You just need your gas money and maybe a little bit of food. You can pack food. We totally packed. We had a cooler full of snacks. I ordered um, Walmart's like pickup, you know, where you can order the food and then you drive up front and they load up your car. I ordered groceries for the rest of the family before I, we left with my daughter. And I just got like the type of snacks we probably would have picked up at gas stations. And so it really saved us a lot of money because we had uh, our snacks at least with us 
Um, and then we had to buy, like, you know, when we were buying, like, food, because sometimes you just need, like, a real, you know, a real hamburger or something. <laughs> you don't want to just constantly be eating snacks the whole trip. But you can save a lot of money by getting your snacks and stuff before. So there's a good little strategy for you. Some good travel tips. Um, I encourage you to think of something fun you can do with your family just in the next couple of months. Summer's coming up here, and... There's some fun things you can do. If you don't have money to go on a big vacation, just do a little small one. Go do something with your family for the afternoon. Get them out of the house. Get them off their electronics and go somewhere and do something fun. I encourage you to do that. I know from our experience that it was a memorable occasion that we will never forget. So many great memories. Oh, and also put a little audio recording app on your phone. I would recommend the Easy Voice Recorder Pro. You can also get their free version. And as you're going along, when you're driving in the car, sometimes it's like, oh, and you start telling a story. We would grab, we'd whip out these headphones of mine that have the little microphone on them. And we would say, oh, time for a story. And we'd stick the, the microphone in that person's face whoever had started a story and have them record it and then you just start recording some of these family memories that you can share so um, there's some great family Friday stuff also just take the time to do those little things that will mean so much in the future I'm sure that some of the stuff that like my husband shared or my daughter or myself will be very valuable at some point to future descendants, even though to us it's just like our normal life. But wouldn't you love to have an audio recording of like your great-grandpa telling a story about something from his childhood? These kind of things are just priceless. And so uh, with this particular app, the Easy Voice Recorder, it will sync to your Google Drive or your Dropbox. So you just basically record it and it just, as soon as you have Wi-Fi, it syncs it into the cloud. You don't even have to ever think about it again. You can go in and rename it to add whatever details you want. Um, you could then use it for whatever purposes or you just leave it there and just tell your kids, hey, there's a bunch of cool stories in there. So if anything happens to me, go listen to those. Um, I've been using it for journaling and and all sorts of things and, you know, capturing stories from others. So that is a long enough recording for this week. I hope you had a wonderful week and I hope that you are maybe inspired to go on a little road trip. I will share some pictures and some links and stuff about where we've been. And hopefully it inspires you to go do something fun with your family or your friends, your roommates, whatever situation you're in in your life. Find somebody that would be a fun on a road trip and go see the country around you. This is Jumbled Sunshine. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.